Welcome to the Greyhound Girl podcast with your host, Dimity Ma. Don't forget, you can follow her on Facebook at The Greyhound Girl. Hi everyone, on this episode of the podcast I speak for the second time to Victorian trainer Jacob Biddle who's having a great start to 2023 having notched up his very first city winner and also a winning treble from just his small kennel of chasers. We have a great chat about what he's learnt since picking up the lead and collar, some helpful advice for anyone who's brand new to the industry and of course what his goals are for 2023. I hope you enjoy this episode. I was just saying, like, literally just before we hit record, you were telling me already, like, you know, this is only your second year of training and you've already notched up your first city winner and your first treble and we're only just into March. I mean, you <laughs> you must be loving 2023. Yeah, I am absolutely loving it. Um, I couldn't really be asking for much more, to be honest, especially with the treble that was... Um, a very emotional day. I went up there with four dogs. The first one got a fail to chase and that kind of put a damper on things. Um, and then obviously the first one getting up and winning and then it just continued on. And I was like, <laughs> I just slapped myself really. I was like, is this actually happening? What is going on right now? <laughs> Realistically though, like, you know, obviously we all want our, our dogs to, you know, do well, but did you you know, realistically think that, you know, three out of the four could win? I did. They were, I knew they were in good order. Um, I went down and got them checked um, as I do before I race or in between races. And Rob said, they're in good order. They're ready to go. And um, I usually trust his word um, a lot. So I went there with a good feeling. I didn't think they would all get in. I actually didn't think Teflon would make weight because he had a viral infection and he had three weeks off and he put on a lot of weight after um, recovering from the infection. So I weighed him at home and I was like, oh, no, I'm not even going to scrape him. And then we got to the races. I kenneled him last and he just scraped him by like he had to weigh in under 33.7 and he was 33.7 on the dot and it oh, kept going up and down. Yep. So, yeah, when I went, um I had a good feeling, but yeah, I just you just never know what can happen when you put him in the box. It's all up to the dog in the end. Yep, yep. I mean, Teflon, he's you know he's just been a little trooper. Like he was your your first winner, and now he's your first city winner. Um, can you describe what that feeling was like? My first city winner. Yeah. Um, well, it was a very emotional day because um, I was going through some stuff. Um, behind the scenes and I went to the race, I chucked him on the back seat and we went to the races and put him in. I didn't know, he was favourite, but I was like, oh, I don't know, we'll see what happens. You know, he doesn't really handle the two turns. And then when he came around the turn first, his bloody muzzle fell off. I was like, oh, no. And he just kept going. <laughs> and actually, when he won, I had to hear it over the from the caller to make sure that he won. I actually started to cry because he's just been such a, um, genuine, honest dog for me. You know, he's my first winner and he, he yeah. tries his guts out for me every time. I could not ask for a better dog than him. I'm just looking at the uh, the winning photo now and, yeah, you can literally see the muzzle <laughs> hanging around his neck. <laughs> 
he'll push on through anything. He's oh, a tough God, boy. Oh, God, love him. So, I mean, you've got, you obviously got the winning photo, and here he is with his muzzle around his neck in the winning photo. Yeah. He's like, we'll get, because usually when you go in to get the photo afterwards, you'll take the muzzle off. So, I think he was preparing for that. <laughs> he knew he had it in the bag. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, lovely. And, um, like, so how many dogs have you got in work now? Because I think last time I spoke to you, you only had maybe the two. Um, yeah, but I had you've... Bindi, yeah. Um, well, Out and Dreaming, and I had Teflon Tears. So I've still got Out and Dreaming. She was one that won for me. She was the first one that won when I trained the treble. And the, the very good thing about that day was um, a lady I ride track work with, Kylie uh, Grisotto, she got ovarian cancer and she stopped riding track work and she got very down and depressed about it, as you would. Yep. And um, I said, Kylie, why don't you come and help me with the dogs and I'll get you your attendance licence and I'll teach you how to box a dog, etc. And she was, oh, okay. And then she done a trial with Bindi, out and dreaming, and then I went to Turagan and she boxed her and she was her first day boxing um at the races and she won and then she boxed Riverside Lily and she won too so it just made that day more special especially for her her first day at the races coming back from cancer it was a good thing yep you'll have to um you'll have to take her with you all the time now (laughs) I said to her you're a very good luck to me she goes Jacob I've strapped in group one races like with the horses this is the best day of my life oh that's so cute (laughs) Uh, yes I've got Bindi and then I've got um not here tears um magpie tears and who else? Oh, and my pup that I bought last year when I spoke to you, the Shimmershine pup. He's almost a year old in about nine days. Oh, lovely. How's it going? Nice type? Yeah, he is a nice type. He's a big boy. Um, I'm really happy with how he's come through his rearing. There's no injuries or anything like that. And Chase is like a demon, so you really couldn't ask for much more with a pup like that, to be honest. Yeah, nice, nice. How yeah. um, how do you go, like you are just saying, you know, riding track work and that, do you get a lot of uh, people saying to you, how did you get into the dogs? Yeah, I get a lot of people um, asking me, and I went on RSN uh, not that long ago when I trained the treble, and um, the guy said, did you have any previous experience with greyhounds? I said, oh, I had one as a pet. But that's really a battle. I'd never boxed one or anything like that. Yep, so. yep. How, um, like, obviously, you know, you're a little bit sort of obviously further into your training career now. What, um, you know, what have you learned? Has there been anything in particular you've learned or worked into your training regime since we last spoke and you were sort of very new to it? I think you can't train all dogs the same. You have to um, – each dog needs to be trained differently. And obviously it depends, you know, if they're a stayer, they're middle distance or if they're a sprinter. Um, and all dogs have their own personalities and little quirks and different things. So I think if you train them all the same, it might work for some people. But for me, I find training them to their individual needs works best for me and the dog. Yep. Um, so last time I was free galloping every day when I spoke to you, um, and now I find some dogs you can't do that with every day. So, so they might have three days of free galloping and then they need to walk in between and stuff like that where some dogs can handle the work. So yep. that's something I've learned. And also placing dogs um, 
is a big thing as well. So you've got yep. to know how to place them correctly. Yep. Has there been anyone in particular that you've sort of um, linked up with or, or met since we last spoke that you like to uh, bounce ideas off and get some advice from? Yes, there is. So uh, Kerry Smythe, um, she is a dog breaker in Lang Lang here in Victoria. Um, she's quite well known. She used to train, um, but now she's just, the majority of hers is breaking in and whelping down, etc. Yep. Um, and she's been a massive help. She's been teaching me how to break in dogs, and if I have any problems with anything, I give her a call and she'll give me advice no matter what time of the day or night. Um, and she's been a very good, uh, I would probably say, mentor. Um, and Rob Cunningham, who checks all my dogs for me, he's um, been in the game for a very long time and he gives me a lot of good advice. And usually when I take a dog to him and say, Rob, are we ready to fire? And he'll say, <laughs> yep, you're ready to go. That's when I know we're spot on and we probably will be up in the top three. Hopefully. Yeah, <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, like a lot of people obviously say to me, you know, one of the key things is to have a good checker and, you know, it's, um, you know, it's invaluable to have somebody that, you know, can sort of develop a, a good relationship with your dogs, particularly knowing the dog, knowing when they're up, when they're down and, yeah, like you yep. said, can tell you when they think they're going to be competitive. Yep, that's right. And, um with Rob, he's obviously checked my dogs when I started. And I was, I go like to go between two checkers because what one checker won't find, another one might. If some people have different uh, ways that they do it. So it's good to go between the two. But, yeah, Rob knows my dogs. If I bring him, go, you know, this dog looks a bit flat to me. And I will go, oh, okay, then something, because I see them every day. Sometimes I might miss something where... He sees them once a week where he can pick up on stuff. So checking dogs is, um, yeah, I would probably say a crucial part of greyhound training. What are your goals for this year? Like, obviously, you know, you've ticked off a a couple of, um, you know, I presume what were big goals anyway when you first started training. But have you got anything else in mind that you'd like to achieve this year? I would, I would like to obviously, I think every trainer would, is to, you know, get that Thursday or Saturday night win. Yep. Um, well, I pray that I get that from this pup once he breaks <laughs> in. Um, but I just, I just hope to have consistency, which at the moment I am. I'm usually running up in the top three with majority of my runners, which I think is good. Yep. Um, and, yeah, just to, you know, keep going on the – path that I'm going at the moment everyone dreams to win group races and that's the ultimate dream but yeah just to keep going I'd love to get some more dogs hopefully younger dogs from the tears line like I've got Tracy Salter who um she's in with Michael Ivers who started the line and she's started to send me dogs to train so yeah being backed by a breeder is a goal that I've had to continue on with so yeah other than that I just want to have consistency that's about the biggest thing yep and did you sort of like did you come into this just starting from scratch and you know basically just you know learning as you went and you know picking people's brains and that sort of thing because I get a lot of people that message me and say oh look you know I'd love to become a trainer and you know or a handler or or whatever they want to do and they say oh but I don't really have any experience what you know is it hard what should I do and you know sometimes I I find it hard because you know it's one of those things where you say oh god where do I start but did you basically start from scratch? I did start from scratch and the good thing about greyhound racing um where it differs from horse racing is 
horse racing people are so busy. They're just so in the element doing what they're doing where greyhound people are absolutely happy to help you um, and guide you in any way that they can. And that's what I've found with the industry. You know, people knew I was just starting out. Don't get me wrong. Some people have tried to take me for a run as well, being new. But majority of the people have been very helpful. Um, Even Robert Britton, who I'm a massive fan of, he obviously trained a lot of the uh, tier group one donks like Tornado Tears. When I went on RSN, I said I was a massive fan of him and they brought him on the um, radio with me and I was a bit (laughs) beside myself because I was like a... I was a bit starstruck, but yeah. um, he said, here's my number. You can ring me whenever you want and just ask, like, pick my brain. So it, you can start from scratch, but you can never go into it thinking that you know everything. You need to always have an open mind. And if you do think you know everything, it's probably time that you step away from it. So, Yep. yep. Now, are you still dra- training out of Jamie's property? No, so I've actually relocated to Cranbourne South. Yep. I'm only around the corner from Jackie and Carl Greeno and Jason Thompson, so oh, I'm really lovely. in the epicentre of where the top <laughs> trainers are on this side of Victoria. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I've got a uh, kennel there, um, and the goal is with that property is to eventually be able to have racing, uh, maybe break some dogs in and rear my own pups would be the goal. That's yep. the goal with that property at the moment. Yep. No, that'd be um, that'd be amazing because I know so many people now just do the whole lot themselves just because they yeah. say, you know, they... It's hard to find rearers and stuff yeah, at the moment because there's such a demand for them. So, yep. you know, if I could do it all myself, it would it'd make things a lot easier, that's for sure. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Greyhound Girl podcast and for your ongoing support of not only this podcast but of Greyhound Racing in general. Remember, you can follow Dimity at the Greyhound Girl on Facebook.